then go ahead and get your Bibles as you remain standing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Again, I want to thank Pastor Esteban for inviting me. Amen. It's a great privilege. I haven't been here for a little while. Amen. And uh, it's a great, great privilege to be here today. Amen. If you open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. Praise the Lord. We're studying a, uh, a whole month on, on legacy of our, our wonderful pastor, Pastor Steve Pineda. And uh, I believe it's going to be awesome. Amen. We got so many, um, you know, sons of, uh, sons of uh, Pastor, Pastor Steve. Amen. One of Sonny's guys. Come on now. And, uh, and, and we got so much to tell you about this wonderful man of God that we came from. Amen. And so um, Isaiah chapter 51. I got so much inside of me. I don't know what's going to come out. Um, so be careful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 51, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, uh, well, let me know when you're there. Say amen when you have it. The Bible says, listen to me, you who look for righteousness. Talking to the church. You who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut. And to the quarry where you were dug. Look to Abraham, your ancestor. And to Sarah. Who gave you birth. They were alone when I called them. But I blessed them. And made them many. Father we thank you Lord for your word. That has power. That is alive and active. Sharper than a two edged sword God. And you penetrate the heart. And I pray Lord that you would touch the heart. This evening Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Lord. That you be glorified. Everything that is said and done from behind this pulpit. That it will be you and the power of your Holy Spirit touching your people tonight, Lord. I thank you and I give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Everyone says amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to see so many of you uh, tonight. Amen. So many faithful faces that I uh, remember friends from a long, long time. And it's so good to see um, many of you that I don't know. That means, that means, that means the church is doing the work that God has called you to do. Amen. Bringing in new people, new souls, hurting souls. Amen. And, and doing what God has called us to do to keep on bringing in the lost. Amen. And introducing them to Jesus. Yeah, you can give yourself a round of applause for doing everything that you're doing. For the honor and for the glory of God. It's good to see Pastor Barry here all the way from South Africa. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And it's good, to, it's good to see our brother over here from South Africa. Oh, what's your name again? Benjamin. I thought it was Benji. That's right. He went through the home and he graduated and he's an actor and a half. Come on now. It was, it was in the play and it was, it was, man, people would come to just watch the play because he was in it. Amen. He would make the play. He's a very good, good, good actor and God has blessed him tremendously. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to see Andy over here. Amen. And, his wife and family, Mario, Mario, you're here, Mario, hey, he was in my youth home many years ago, man, love you, bro, praise the Lord, amen, good to see you, and so many of you, I could stay here just mentioning so many of you, and of course, it's always good to see, uh, uh, you know, friends and family, see Pastor Elias right over here in the front, man, God bless you, brother, and to be able to see Aggie and Ellie over here as well, amen, they, they labor with us, and, and uh, for many, many years, they contributed tremendously to what's happening in Santa Rosa, and uh, we're forever grateful for everything that uh, you know that they've done. Praise the Lord, Amen. And of course, to see uh, uh, their daughter, and then of course Junior and Raquel over here, Amen. And and uh, you know we we'll bless you guys, and and uh, thank you for doing everything that you did in Santa Rosa. Now it's your time to do it here, Amen. Take your business, do what you got to do, Amen. Glory to God, praise the Lord, and so. Legacy month here in Isaiah chapter 51, 1 and 2, we begin. Amen. And here what the Bible, what the prophet is really saying, is saying that because, because of his righteousness, he, that he will be faithful to his covenant that he made um, with his people to deliver them. Now, the mention of Abraham and Sarah here has the twofold effect, and that is, that God wants to show his power and also the weakness of man. So when you read verse number 1 and number 2 of Isaiah 51, 
you are able to see God's righteousness, his goodness, his, his kindness, his power, how good, how merciful he is. And at the same time, he wants to go ahead and show us the, 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 what God has done for the couple that he has brought from the pit. Amen. The power of God and the weakness of man. He brings out here in regards to Abraham and Zerah, and he's simply reaffirming that the covenant that he made with them. And he's reminding the exiles at that time that God intervened when the future seemed to be without hope for Sarah and for Abraham. He said, look at them. Look at the rock where you've been cut from. He says, look at them. So the minute that you look at Abraham and also to Sarah, I want you to see two things. I want you to see my power to change their lives, but I want you also to see what they did, how they follow me their entire lives. He's saying, I want you to know that I intervened at a time when they were by themselves. They didn't have no children. They couldn't have children. They needed a miracle in their lives. And I want you to know that when they needed a miracle, I came through for them. I want you to know that they didn't have a baby, and I gave them a promise. When I called them, it was only Abraham and Sarah. But I blessed them, and I turned them into many. He goes like that. I turned them into many. You see, legacy is, is uh, something that is transmitted or something that is received for my predecessor. It's a birthright, a heritage, an inheritance. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight in regards to my pastor, Pastor Steve Pineda. I don't know if you have the, um, that, that PowerPoint that, I, did they get it in the back? Oh, yeah, there it is. Praise the Lord. Uh, my son gave me that a couple of years back. I, uh, I had my birthday, and, and, and he, uh, he blessed me with this. And these are some of the powerful uh, statements that Pastor Steve made uh, that I heard him make while, while he was here on earth and, and when we were doing ministry together. And uh, it is powerful. I just wanted to put it there in the back so that you guys are able to see that this is his legacy month. Amen? Uh, now, there is so much of the legacy of Pastor Steve that he left us here on earth, that a month's preaching, even a year of preaching, would not do justice to that. He did so much in this planet, in this world. He affected so many people, so many countries, so many lives, so many families. He was a very humble and very grateful man, Pastor Steve Pineda. He loved God, he loved his family. And he loved the ministry of victory outreach like nobody's business. See, in this world, my friend, there are two systems. As I get into what God wants me to share with you tonight. There are two systems in this world. One is the physical system or the world system. And there is a second system that that is the kingdom of God system. And the kingdom of God system, it is where God is trying to introduce everyone that is operating under the system in this world which is a physical system that only the only thing that governs the physical system is the five senses of the individuals whatever you see is real whatever you touch is real whatever you hear is real whatever you taste is real and whatever you smell is real outside of that there's nothing else there is no faith to that it is the system of this world. It is a physical system that says if it looks impossible, it is impossible. But there is another system that God is trying to give and teach us and introduce us to. And he's always trying to do this, especially when he was talking to the disciples. He will talk about the kingdom of the world and he will preach about the kingdom of, the kingdom of God. I mean, and he continued to talk to them, but they, would, they wouldn't understand it. And so Jesus would always try to get individuals who operate under the king, kingdom of this world, the physical system, to enter and to connect into the kingdom of, 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 the, of God system. It is a different kingdom. In this kingdom, 
There's no impossibilities. In this kingdom, there is a God factor. In this kingdom, there may be an impossibility, but with God, there's nothing impossible. And God wants not only the whole world, but especially his church. To be able to operate under the kingdom of God system. Where you don't have to see it to believe it. Where you don't have to touch it to know that it's there. Every single day God is dealing in your life and in my life. To be able to get us more deeper into a life. Into an experience in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a kingdom where people walk by faith. Not by sight. The kingdom of God, it is a deeper walk with God. The kingdom of God says that the wind blows wherever it pleases, he says. You can hear it. You can hear it sound. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. So it is with a man or a woman that is born of the spirit of God. The Bible is trying to introduce the church and say to us that when God gets a hold of your life and my life, and he brings you into the kingdom of God. There is nothing impossible. You don't know what God is going to do in your life. But when you surrender to God. Just like the wind. He may take you to do things. That you never thought possible in your life. And I'm telling you here. As I stand on this pulpit. I want to let you know. That I never ever thought. That I would ever be on a pulpit like this. Talking to people. And encouraging you. And doing something good with my life. But I want to let you know. That some 20 five years ago there was a man and there was a church that welcomed me a little homeboy from the streets a little cholo that was messed up and they introduced me to the kingdom of God there is nothing that is impossible when you're in the kingdom of God come on somebody need to give him praise so God wants to get his church and my question to all of you is, really right now, what kingdom are you operating under? Pastor Steve used to say, I'm going to say a lot of phrases here tonight. He used to say, just because you come to the church, into the church house, it doesn't make you a Christian. Just like if you walk into a garage, it doesn't make you an automobile. We can be in church and still operate under the system of the world. And you always be there. And you never get the breakthroughs. And if you get a breakthrough. You, you doubt that it was from God. Hello. I'm not going to go there. All right. All right. All right. But God wants the church to operate. Under the kingdom of God. Because when you operate in the kingdom of God. Woo. He takes you where he wants to take you. You will do what he wants you to do. There's no devils in hell. There is no problems. There's no situation that can stop you. Because when God gets a hold of a man or a woman of God, the trials will not kill you. They will only build you. Hello, somebody. The trials and stuff that you go through will not break you. They will make you into a powerful man or woman of God. Come on. Somebody need to give him praise. Pastor Steve was a man that operated under the kingdom of God. He entered into the kingdom of God. And he found out, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a son of the most high God. Oh, Jesus saved me. He, he OD'd how many times? Like seven times? Five times? Nine times? He OD'd the heroin nine times. He knew the grace of God. He knew what it was like. Oh, my. God, I don't have to do shoot heroin no more. <laughs> I've been set free by the power of God. Oh, man, I'm not afraid of doing nothing. Now, I'm not alone. There's nothing impossible. My God walks with me, and he talks to me, and he loves me, and he walks with me, and he blesses me, and he picks me up when I fall down and forgives me when I mess up. My God is a good God. There's nothing impossible. Pastor Steve was a man of God. Powerful man of God. So many things I can tell you tonight. But I narrow it down to three things that I want to tell you tonight about Pastor Steve. And I want you to know this is his legacy. Number one, if you're taking notes, take notes. They're simple, but they're powerful. Number one, 
Hayward was too small for Pastor Steve. Hayward was too small for Pastor Steve Pineda. He would say it, but he would say it in different ways, and he meant it. He would use this phrase right next to that. Hayward is our pulpit, and the world is our congregation. He didn't say it just because, ooh, it sounds real nice. I'm going to Facebook that one. No, 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 no. When he said that, I believe he was in prayer. I believe he's seen himself called to do something great. And I believe after much prayer and thinking and seeing what God was doing, he will come out and he will talk to us and he will say, hey, wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. I'm going to let you know that Hayward, this is our pulpit. This city is our pulpit. I want to let you know that the world is our congregation. He will say it from his heart. He will mean it. He will say it with tears in his eyes. He knew that Hayward was too small for what God had called him to do. This is your legacy. This is my legacy. This is the rock that we've been cut from. A rock that says, hey, God called us to do great and mighty exploits for the honor and for the glory of God. Come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a good praise. Being a pastor in, here in Hayward, any city is a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, God's calling. But he knew that his calling was beyond one local city. He knew his calling was much greater from God. Huh? He left us. You can write that down. He left us an international anointing. He left us an international anointing. In Psalms 2, verse 8. This is what God says. He says, ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. I believe that Pastor Steve read that and I believe that he believed it. See, Pastor Steve honored, respected, and loved his pastor, Pastor Sonny. He loved him. I mean, he talked so wonderful about him all the time. He will talk to us. He says, one day I'm not here. One day I, I die. Whatever happens, you, who, who are you going to follow? Who's going to be the man? Who's going to be your leader? And he will get us in leadership. And, uh, you know, he says, Sonny, you follow Sonny. He's our leader. He's the man. He, he will continue to just drive it into us and said, make sure that you are loyal to your pastor. Make sure you're loyal to your church. Make sure you're loyal to your ministry. It's powerful. See, he knew, Pastor Steve knew that Pastor Sonny's and Victory Average Calling, which is the same, was and is a global international calling. He knew that. Pastor Steve knew that. Pastor, he knew that when God gave Pastor Sonny the ministry of Victory Average International, that it was an international ministry. It was a global ministry. It wasn't just for East L.A. It wasn't just for California. It wasn't just for the United States. Pastor Steve knew deep inside this ministry and this calling is international, is global, is the entire world. He knew that. See, Pastor Steve knew his personal, his, Pastor Steve's calling. He knew that his personal calling and his contribution to the overall ministry of Victory Outreach International was far beyond establishing a local church in the city of Hayward. He knew that his calling and his contribution to the ministry of Victory Average International was much bigger than establishing a strong church in Hayward. He knew that his calling was to be able to expand the borders of influence for Victory Average International. He knew that. That was inside of him. It was between him and God, but you could see it all over him. God called him. He knew. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. God called us. God called us. God called us to go ahead and expand the borders of influence for Victory Outreach International. He knew that God had called him to impact the nations of the world and to expand the influential borders of Victory Outreach International around the world. See, one time we were coming on a plane from Cape Town, South Africa. I think it was... Uh, 
it was the first time that we were there in, in South Africa before there was a church. And, and he was just buying out the land. And we're coming back in an airplane and we're on the same seat together. And, and uh, he got real serious. He was always reading books right next to me. And he's real serious and he's reading and reading. And then he put it down. And then he was just thinking, I'm right next to him. You know, after you, you, you know, you're, you're flying, you've been on the, on, on the, on the plane for, uh, I don't know, 15, 16, 18 hours, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of like halfway is gone, you know? And, uh, and Pastor Steve goes, he says, me, uh, you know, what's going on? He looks at me. I didn't have no gray hair back then, you know, I was, I was still young, you know? He looks at me and then he goes, me. And he says, I'm getting old, Jose. I didn't say nothing, you know. I didn't agree with it, you know. I, I just, all right, no comment, you know. I'm getting old, Jose. And then he goes, he just, we need more young guys to do this kind of stuff. That's exactly what he said. We need more young guys to do this kind of stuff. I just looked at him. He went back reading the book. I know what he was talking about. I didn't get it then. I was a little too young. I understand it. Now as I look back, I understand that. He was saying, hey, we have a calling. And a lot of guys are not getting it. A lot of guys are not catching this thing. It's an international at that time, we only had, I think it was uh, Pastor David Martinez who was, who was breaking into Australia at the time, trying to establish a couple of churches there, and Pastor Steve Pineda. They were, they were very international. The anointing, the calling, you can see it upon their lives. But that's it. Victory Average International was you know, big, but there was really those two that were just driving this thing forward to international. And I know deep inside of Pastor Steve what he was saying, hey, look, where are the younger ones that are going to catch this calling? I don't catch this calling. Not to be in the comforts of America only. Where are the ones that are going to say, hey, I go. Where are the ones that are going to say, wait a minute. I'm not just going because I've been told to go. I'm going because I've been called to go. Where are they? He was saying, when are the younger guys going to catch this thing? We have an international vision. We have a global vision. Victory Outreach International was called to touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where are the ones that are going to catch it and go and break some nations for the honor and for the glory of God? Come on, give him a good praise. Hayward was a little too small. For Pastor Steve Pineda. And I think Stefan knows that he was a little small for him too. Because we got the same DNA. We know we've been called international. If you got anything out of this message, just get this. Internalize that deep in your heart. You have a special anointing in this church. A special anointing. That the legacy of Pastor Stipinetta. And the legacy is we've been called to help Pastor Sonny to break the nations of the world open. That's Pastor Steve. That's Pastor Steve. That's, Pastor, that's the rock where we come from. That's where you come from. Yes, we can, we can do this. And yes, it's a wonderful work. And yes, this. But don't forget. Get your heart ready. Because God wants to raise you up. And God may want to raise you up to be part of a team local. Maybe part of a team somewhere around here. But there's some of you. The God's calling is going to fall upon your life. That you're going to go and say, hey, wait a minute. Look at the rock that I've been cut from. God called me to do great, mighty exploits. I'm afraid of flying and getting on 747s. It's all right. Get into that system. Listen, my friend. I get afraid too. But when God calls you, God calls Pastor Steve knew that. Pastor Steve knew that. This is the rock that you've been cut from. An international calling. Huh? When Pastor Steve told me that, I know what he was talking about. He was talking about international work going deep. He was, come on, when are the guys going to get Get it together. Younger guys that have energy. Younger guys that are on fire. Younger guys that want to be taught a little bit. 
guys that are teachable so they can learn how to go and break nations open for the honor and the glory of God. Huh? Hey, what is our pulpit? And the world is our congregation. He meant it. He believed it. He accepted it. And he ran with it. Because it was a calling. That's the rock where we come from. He took me and some of the other guys that were here at the time from Hayward. He took us first to the Philippines. He went to the Philippines. And I remember he went before I, I ever went to the Philippines. He went and I understand he didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't know anybody except he had one phone number in his pocket. He went all the way to the Philippines not knowing anybody except a calling of God. To go and to break Asia open for the honor and the glory of God. Hey, come on. Somebody need to give him praise. That's where we come from. That's where we come from. Our leader was someone that believed God for the impossible. Our leader was someone that says, wait a minute. When God speaks, I move. When God says this way, I go. When God says, let's do this, let's do it. Because that's what God has called us to do. Come on, give him praise tonight. So he took us to the Philippines. We went to Indonesia. He gave us, he gave room for us to grow and to learn. Then he take us, he took us to Cape Town. And then later on, he took my wife and I to Puerto Rico, and we were gonna start a church there. And I don't want to get into all of that. When I was there, somebody burned a church building down in Santa Rosa. And and that was a, a clear word from the Lord. Stay in Rosetown. But I believe that when he took us around, he was doing it for a reason. I believe that when, when, when Pastor said, hey, Jose, you know, I'm going to the Philippines. I, and I said, well, let me pray about it. Let me see if my job lets me go. I hear that all the time today. I just want to slap people around. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just I'm just joking. Did I say that? Did I say that? Now it's like, hey, we're going to the Philippines. Are we going over here? What are you? I, I, I want to pray and see. I, I don't know. The money, you know, if I, I, I got to ask my wife. Shh. What? Say, I'm going to be going to see Richard over in the Philippines or Indonesia. Oh, when are you going, Pastor? I think in about 10 days, you know. This, this, this. Oh, okay, all right. All right. If you want me to go, I'm in. Money, I, who cares about money? I didn't have no money. I get it somehow. <laughs> I mean, I'm in there. The opportunity, the door opened up. Pastor Steve just gave me an invitation. Oh, my God. You got a value when the door's open. Is it, man, the pastor is asking me to just hang out and go get an in and out burger. I don't care. Honey, yes, I got to get out of bed right now because I got to go. I got to go spend some time. What, where are you going? Don't worry about it. God has called me, and I got to do. That was the old days. I don't know about today. Today, there's too many excuses. Too many, too many people that just bring all this up. They can't do nothing for God. That's the rock that you was cut from. That means that if you was cut from that rock, the same material that was in that rock is in you, man. It's in you. It's in every one of us because that's where we come from. That's where you come from. That's who we are. He was wonderful. And I remember. But I remember. And now I know. Pastor Steve, he was taking us. But I believe that every time he would take us there, he was intentional with what he was doing. He was taking those youngsters that he was talking about when he says, man, I'm getting old. That will stay in me until I die. Man, you know Jose. We need more guys to do stuff like this. 
I believe that every time he took us on a trip, I believe that he got along with God, and I believe he prayed, and, and then when he came, I believe that he was taking us, I believe inside he was praying, God, 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 get a hold of them. I pray they catch this thing. I pray they catch this thing. When we enter a new nation, a new country, a new, I, I, I believe Pastor Steve inside him, I, I pray these youngsters, I pray these youngsters will catch this thing, because this is what you called us to do. In Victory Outreach International, we're under the overall ministry of Victory Outreach, but within the ministry of Victory Outreach, God, you called us to help Pastor Sonny. You help us to expand. You called us to help expand the borders of influence for Victory Outreach International, and you are placed it inside of us. I believe that we will walk into places, and God was inside of them, and I believe that he was crying out and said, I hope they catch it, God. Get a hold of them, because one day there will be a revival all over the nations of the world and I know that my boys I know that my guys I know that my people are going to be a part of this because you have given us an anointed it's an international anointed for the honor and the glory of God somebody need to give him praise that's the rock that you was cut from don't forget it don't go home and just, ah, that was a great sermon. Get along with God, man. Respond to the Lord. Ask him, where is my place within the ministry, God? Show me. If I have such a great legacy, I don't want to deny the calling in my life. I want to do what you call me to do. I want to be like my, my pastor. I want to honor him. I want to honor the Lord. I want to honor Victory Outreach International. Huh? He took us. I got it, man. I, I, I got this thing when he was taking me around. One time he couldn't go to, he was, he was in Caracas, Venezuela. He was uh, Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. And he couldn't make it. And I asked him, I said, Pastor Steve, what do you think? They, they're going, they're going, to, they're going to be doing a crusade in in, 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 uh, in, in, in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. Watch out, they may win the, the, the World Cup. They're playing good. Colombianos. But I remember, I remember just asking him, what do you think, Pastor? Because he took me to three different places. This time he couldn't go. I said, Pastor, can I go? I got hooked on this thing. Can I go, Pastor? He looked at me and says, what did he say? Oh, my God, I just had it. He, he said a, a phrase, but he says, get down or something. I think you say that. That's what he said. Get down. Yeah, sure, you can go. I remember I got my money together and I went part of the play. We did a tremendous thing. I came back with a report. He was all excited when I came back with a report. He was excited. But I don't think he was as excited about the report as he was excited about somebody is catching this thing. Somebody's catching this thing. Some of the younger guys are going to catch it. Yes. You know my prayer today when I got a few gray hair now? I pray the younger guys catch it. I pray you guys will catch it. You're coming up. You got fire. You got energy. You got, you, you know, I pray you catch this thing. Catch it for the honor and for the glory of God. That's one of the legacies. The legacy. Look to the rock from where you were cut. I believe, my friend, that, you know, God, of course, God has used us. Uh, to an extent, and I've been blessed to be a part of some of the international work, Victory Average International. And when Pastor Steve passed away, um, he, he was very much pushing this thing forward in Cape Town, South Africa. He didn't get to pioneer the work there. God took him home before that. But I remember right after that, I went to Pastor Sonny and I said, hey, Pastor Sonny, you know, um, uh, uh, Pastor Steve took us there. And, he, you know, he wanted uh, Cape Town, would you give me the opportunity to go and and, and see what's there and see if we can start a, start a work there. And he gave me the, the green light to go and check it out, go, go, go spy it out and see what we can do. So I went, and I remember coming back, and I gave him a report and all of that stuff. And then, and then Pastor Agi was, uh, Pastor Agi Barajas was dealing with Africa. 
And I remember when I was dealing with Africa, and I remember I, I went to Pastor Sandy, and I said, okay, this is the report, what I found. You want me to turn it over to Pastor Aggie? And he says, no, I want you to go. And I remember going, I got the beautiful opportunity for about five years. We were able to work there in South Africa and establish a work. And, and, and then also prior to that, I was in, in, in Indonesia and Asia. I was a regional pastor in all those areas. So I went several times a year there and then also Cape Town, South Africa. So I got to see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of this stuff. And I'm grateful for those things. And, you, you know, you go a little too fast sometimes. Hello, somebody. You move a little too fast sometimes. You move forward. Sometimes you get in trouble and, you know, you got to slow down a little bit. But you know, you know what? And God is doing an amazing thing right now. I'm speaking this because God is positioning us again to be able to be at a level where we can contribute not only to our local city now, but contribute to the international work that Victory Average International is all about. I, 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 I believe that it's coming. Not only, not only us there in Santa Rosa, God is doing an amazing thing, but I believe that here in Hayward, you guys been here, Pastor Stephen been here just a short period of time, but God is doing a new thing. God is bringing key players and God is doing all these different things. I don't think it's a coincidence. The heart of the bay is not, it's not, it's not just a, a nice little thing that we say. I believe that right here in the heart of the bay, they're going to be amazing work. I believe going to be a thriving the devil try to stop it the devil try to kill it the devil try to choke the work of God right here but baby we're coming back baby we're coming back God is about to do what he said he would do to our ancestors he promised Pastor Steve something is going to come to pass come on give him a give him praise This is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that we're, we're, we're uh, locking arms over here now. It's not a coincidence that all this is happening. It's God's timing. It's God's timing. This young man wasn't ready. But now God is getting him ready. I was in trouble. I'm coming out of trouble. Hallelujah. It's God's timing. God is about to do something amazing, man. I, I said to you, you better get in. I said, you better get in right now. You better say, wait a minute. This is where I come from. This is the rock that I was come from. I want in. I want to do something for God. I'm tired of just living life. Just mediocre. I want a better thing. I want higher thing. God called me for something greater. I don't want to just do this and not the other. Just living the mundane life. I want something extraordinary for the honor and the glory of God. If it's you, I want you to give the Lord a good praise and give a shout. Come on, say hallelujah. That's where we come from. That's where you come from. You got to get excited in the morning when you get up and say, man, you chose me. Man, you selected me. Man, you picked me up. Man, I was all messed up. Oh, my God, I was messed up. But you gave me a new day. Oh, my God. I'm breathing. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. I don't need to get involved with, with scary Marys anymore. I'm here to do the work of God. I'm here to give it to God. I'm here to give my life to Jesus. Uh, Pastor Esteban, where do you need me? I'm here to expand the work of God. Come on, somebody give a praise. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. That's why God saved you. That's why God brought you up. That's the reason why. Look to the rock from where you were cut. Because that same material that was in, in that rock is in you today. Don't be afraid. Don't get scared. Let me rephrase that. Even if you're afraid, even if you're scared, don't pay attention to it. Just walk right through it. I don't feel like doing this thing. I don't feel like doing this. Oh my God, I'm shaking. But you keep on moving forward to the one thing that God called you to do. Don't let the devil scare you away. 
Don't let the devil mess with you. Some of you begin to just get scared. Well, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know how my family is going to deal with this. If I do this, if I, I don't know if we're going to have enough. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's just pray another six months. Pastor Zipinet, I believe that he felt afraid many times. He didn't listen to his fears. He listened to God. He said, God, what you want me to do? God, all, all God would say to him, I believe, international. <laughs> Pastor would say, ha! That's it. Let's go. Guys, let's go. Where are we going now, Pastor? Cape Town. I said, God does it. Secondly, as I go quickly here now, Pastor Steve, first of all, I understand and I know that Hayward was too small for him because his calling was international. Secondly, Pastor Steve was a Holy Ghost man. Pastor Steve was a Holy Ghost man. Pastor Steve, my friend, was able to see more with his eyes, with, with his eyes closed. Than most men with their eyes wide open. That was Pastor Steve. He was a man led by the Spirit of God. I think again he was on a trip to Cape Town, South Africa that we went. And we stayed in a little house that we rented. From Sister Sandra, uh, Pastor Barry. She's, she's part of the Victory Outreach there. Is she, is she in Mitchell's Plain now? She's in the church in Mitchell's Plain. Wonderful lady. Her dad was a pastor there, and Pastor Maness, I believe his name was, and wonderful influencer there. And, and, uh, and I remember they rented us a, a little house, and I stayed with, with Pastor Steve again, and we stayed in the same room. We shared in the same room. And about 3 in the morning, you know, I was in my bed. Of course, we have two beds. Hello, somebody. So you were in the same room, two beds. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he was, he was in his bed, and then about, about 3 in the morning, man. I woke up because there was noise. It was an agonizing cry. It was dark. I, I could see. He was kneeling down by his bed. Pastor Steve was kneeling down with his face bound him up. <laughs> and I, I hear him. I, I can't, you know. And I looked at him. I played it off, of course, like I wasn't awake, like I didn't know anything about it, right? After a while, you know, I fell asleep, you know. <laughs> Let him pray. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> That's the attitude of the younger ones. <laughs> and I remember, man, the next day we're in the, in the van and we're going evangelizing, going to the streets and all that. And he looks at me, Jose. I said, yeah, Pastor. been in many cities. I've been in many countries. But there's something special right here in Cape Town, South Africa. There's something special here, Jose. Last night I saw something special. I never felt this before anywhere. And I'm just listening. So the, the move of God the revival that we see in South Africa right now with Cape Town, with Pretoria, Johannesburg, with, with Durban, with, with all, all these places where there's a revival going on. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. He was a Holy Ghost man. Holy Ghost will reveal to you things that this world cannot reveal to you ahead of time. He got on his knees. I believe that on his knees he was able to see what's happening here today, today, today in Africa. I believe that that night Pastor Steve and the Holy Ghost gave him an opportunity to see the revival in South Africa because he was connected with the Holy Ghost. He was connected with God. He was a man of prayer before you do anything for God. Before God calls you to do anything, he'll call you to connect with him, to connect with 
with gall, to be a man of prayer, to be a man of anointing, to be a man saturated by the power of God. I believe that this man was able to see for years to come because God showed him what was to come. Come on, somebody need to give a praise. The Holy Ghost showed him something so powerful. And he showed him, this is something special here. He says, ask me. And I will tell you remarkable secrets, Jeremiah 33.3. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. And he's saying, if you get to a level of faith or maturity where you're able to demand to say, God, show me. God, I want to know. Not just because I want to acquire knowledge. I want to be prepared for the future. I want to move in the direction that you want us to go. Give me wisdom and insight. You know the end from the beginning. I may not know what you really want right now with my church. I may not know where you're taking us. But God, show me by the power of your spirit that I can begin to adjust my life and our church so that we can go in the direction that you're taking us in the future. Come on, give him praise right now. You see, the world, the world comes and the predictions of the world, in the nations of the world, in whatever avenue of department that they will be talking about, they never ever do predictions for the same year. Because if they predict for the same year, they are already behind the schedule. The world that don't follow God, this is what they do. They make predictions for the country, for the nation, financially, whatever area that they have. And they do it for the 10, 15 years projections in advance. Without the Holy Ghost. I believe that the time will not come. I believe that the time has come. When the leaders of the churches, ministers and pastors are getting a powerful Holy Ghost revelation, especially in VO International, where we are coming together and God has given us and depositing some prophetic truths of the things that are to come in this world. Because listen, if you are concerned about God meeting your needs, begin to pray and ask God, God, show me what's in my heart and what you're doing in my heart. But if you want to do something significant, with your life. That you need to change your prayers. And you need to begin to ask God. God. What is it that you're doing in our congregation? What are you doing in our church? What are you doing in the body of Christ alert? What are you doing in the nations of the world? Because I know that where you're taking us. I want to make the adjustments. I want to do what I got to do. I want to be effective. Not only this year. But for five years. Ten years. 15 years, I want to be doing what you call me to do, but I got to make the adjustments today. God, please show me where we're going. Show me where you're taking us, Lord. I want to be a part of this. Show me what I need to do as a man, my own personal life. Show me what, what, what you're doing with our church. What? How are you going to use our church? What are you doing in the people of the church? Who are you, how are you raising up? What is it that you want to do? How you want us to contribute? And then God, what are you doing in the body of Christ? What are you doing? I got it right here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I just like to not preach anymore. T.D. Jake style. You want to follow up? No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Mundo. God wants to do something. He's doing something in the world. But he's getting us all together to another level. And the church needs to come up to that level. Leaders need you so bad. 
because it's God's time for revival. Can I tell you something that God has been showing me? There's a revival coming to Northern California like never before. There's a revival hitting NorCal like never before. The anointing of God, the reign of God is coming to NorCal like never before. Watch, watch, watch what I'm saying. In the days to come, there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in NorCal like never before. And God wants you and I to be a part of it. He wants us to be right there, cutting edge ministry, leading the way, be able to go to the highways and the byways and the churches are growing and souls are coming and we got to build another building and we got to go move forward. Why? Because God is doing something awesome. God wants to do it. The church is behind. The church is a little bit, few steps behind. The church doesn't want to move forward because a lot of people are still depending on the physical system of this world. Well, what I see is true. If I can touch it, I believe it. If my bank account is good, then I'm ready to do something. How about the element of faith? How about the faith element? How about moving forward? Because God said it doesn't look like it. It's okay. God said it. And if God said it, do it. That's what God has called you to do. If God said it, do it. If God don't say it, don't get out of the boat. If you're going to walk on water, make sure. Make sure that you heard the voice of God to get out of the boat and walk on water. Because if you don't hear the voice of God and, you know, just because a man told you to get out. Then you're going to blame that man when things get tough in your life. Mm. When you step out of the boat to walk on water, make sure that you heard the voice of God. To walk and do what God called you to do. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. So secondly, if I can have the keyboard player up here, please. Pastor Steve Pineda was a Holy Ghost man. He was. And I seen it firsthand. I experienced that firsthand. And because of that, I try to follow God to the best I can. I try to spend time with God because this man was a man of prayer. He was a Holy Ghost man. Thirdly, thirdly. And with this I close. Pastor Steve spoke very highly of his children. Pastor Steve spoke very highly of his children. Pastor Steve always saw the best in people. Always, always. You could be the worst person in the congregation. And he will find the good to see about you. Yes, yes. But he will find the best, especially in his children. He will speak so highly of his children. Not only his biological children, but his spiritual children. He, he, he thought very highly of all of his children. That's one of the things that got me to believe that I could do something for God. Because he made me believe that. I remember when he took us to Puerto Rico. My wife didn't want to go. Can you believe that? A lot of people here in Santa Rosa. I said, yeah, and then what? No, I love them too. But at the time, we were there for nine months or so. And I said, my wife don't want to go to Puerto Rico, Pastor. And he says, what, what? She, yeah, she, she feels, you know, that, that God called us here to, to, to take care of these people. But right now, and he goes, just tell her that I was going to get ready to get you guys into, into Russia. He told us. And I said, I tried to play it out like, oh, really? Sam, I'm serious. He, he was talking about taking us on a trip to, to Russia to see if we can start a church over there and drop us off over there. He told me that. I said, oh, my God. I said, honey, Puerto Rico is cool. Come on. <laughs> She got on that plane real fast. You said, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's true. It's true. I'm not kidding. It's true. So we went to Puerto Rico and we, we were there. We came back. 
had a meeting with Pastor Sally. And then I went to his house. We were there outside by the swimming pool at the house they had over there. We're right there by the swimming pool talking to him. Pastor Steve, I think, went to use the bathroom. Pastor Sally says, He passed away. I went through a, a, a regional meetings in Acapulco, and you get a chance to get in the swimming pool because there's meetings, 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 meetings. So you get about a couple of hours, and, and, and I, I got to go touch the swimming pool. You know what I'm saying? I got to go in the water for five minutes because there's meetings, meetings. So I went in the swimming pool, and I'm like there. You know, I'm just sitting down. I'm just standing up right there, and I'm just, just in the water, right? And there's another pastor that come. I, I didn't know him at the time very well. Pastor from Arizona, Pastor Sal. Uh, he's from Arizona, right? Sal Perez. He came and got in the water over there on that side. And we're talking, hey, you know, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm Jose. You, you know, and he told me where he was from and stuff like that. And then I told him, yeah, yeah, I'm from Santa Rosa. I came with Pastor Steve and stuff. And he looked at me right there in the swimming pool. I remember this. He says, you, you, you're from Santa Rosa? You're the one? You're the one? You're the, you're the one, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm from Santa Rosa. And he says, oh, man, oh, man. Pastor Steve, man, he used to talk so highly of you, man. You're the one that, that built a church. You're the one that, uh, and you're the one, you're the one. I, I made me, like, feel almost, you know, out of place, embarrassed, like, wow, you know, yeah, me, little old me, I know me, and uh, I would hear it later from other people like you know what that did to me I'm telling you man when I heard that my pastor believed in me so much to tell other people about what I would become you would be such a great oh man he said you're gonna he said you so what does he see or what does he know that I don't know I look at myself in the mirror and I ain't got nothing, man. What, what is he talking about? But I knew he was a Holy Ghost man. So I said, maybe, maybe he's talking to God. Maybe God's telling him something about me that I don't know about me. So I better, I better start praying a little bit more. I better start getting my stuff together. I better start, I started believing that maybe there was something good for me in the future that I could actually do something for God because I didn't believe in myself. I come from a place where, man, I was just down on the bottom. I didn't, I didn't have anything. I never believed in, 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 you know, doing anything for anything good. And, and so when he started talking like that, it did to me. With this, I close. What he did to me is what he did to, to his daughter, Stephanie. Uh-oh. I know there's that were very small, very little Stephanie, and she was, I can't remember how she was, but she was very small. I remember the first time that Pastor Steve, your dad, introduced her to sing a song. She would start her a little bit. And she would talk. She would start. She had a. And I said, uh oh. And she went up. Well, she started singing. She was singing. singing ah yeah that's it one day she, she's going to be putting some CDs together and she's going to be and I'm like really Jesus oh my god two weeks go by Stephanie going to come and do a song I'm like oh Jesus she would come she was a little shy and she would testify a little bit. And when she's testifying, she's stuttering a little bit. She's going, like, oh, Jesus. She would sing a little bit. 
And this time, I, I, I kind of could. All right. Just a little bit. Oh, sometimes. I'm going somewhere with this. A couple of weeks later. Stephanie, man, you gotta, come on, you're going to do a song. Come on, honey. Come on, come on, get up. And she will come and do a song. I'm going to tell you that in, the, in a few months, in about a year or even a, a little bit more, she's coming up and him talking so highly of her. Can I tell you something? Even the stuttering started going away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> she will come up and testify and she wouldn't get stuck no more. And she will get to singing. And now, now all of a sudden, I don't, I don't need to close my ears no more. I don't, need to, I don't need to do anything. Because little by little, she started getting sharper and sharper and better and better to the point that when she would come and she, we would know that she would do a song, everybody would stand up and give her a round of applause for coming. Not just because she was Pastor Steve's daughter. It's because she became better and wonderful and awesome singer. Little by little by little by little. Because her dad believed in her. Her dad told her she was good that she could make it even when other people didn't see it pastor still will see it but pastor still will see it in people that will come to church i believe that's what happened in my life i believe that the things that i've done that are good simply because somebody believed in me somebody believes in you now so much not only God believes in you, He believes in all of us. You got some of the leaders here that come from the same rock. Pastor Steve's DNA. Pastor Steve's makings. And they're saying to you, you can make it. You're going to become better. You're going to become better. You, 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 oh, you can't do that right now. It's okay. Keep trying. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on coming. Keep on learning. Keep on coming to the classes. Keep on coming to the training. Get involved. What? You're going to get some breakthroughs. You're going to be good. You're going to be better. One day, you're going to be doing your own thing. You're going to be able to get your own CDs. You're going to get your own albums. One day, you're going to become so good that people are going to come from all over the place. Why? Because you become so good at what God called you to do. That was Pastor Steve, as I have everybody standing now. I believe those things have impacted my life so much. I'm not the same man that came here to Victory Average Hayward some 25 years ago. God gave me some wonderful people in my life that they can help me to shape me, to mold me, to make me, to receive and enter into the calling of God for my life. You're in an awesome ministry of Victory Outreach International. But within the ministry of Victory Outreach International, you have a calling. You have a calling to help expand the borders of influence for Victory Outreach International. What is your place? Come on, just lift up your hands all over the place. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If they really need you outside, you can go. But if they don't need you, you can stay inside here, brothers. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. God is going to do something right now. God is going to do something right now. Come on, begin to speak in tongues. If, if God, God's giving you that gift, I want you to begin to talk to God. Come on, come on, Holy Ghost man. Holy Ghost women. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let the glory of the Lord, let the power of God. Some of you are going to receive that calling right now. That DNA, that calling, that international calling. Some of you have been having dreams and visions of what God wants to do in your life. Oh, I remember when they made altar calls. When they made those altar calls, international, mighty men of valor. I remember when they made those altar calls. At, 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 you know, men's activities in our churches, discipleships. I remember every time that they say about this nation, 
is opened up for us. And this other country is opened up for us. And this other nation is opened up for us. I remember Pastor Sonny and the pastors and the elders saying, these nations are calling us. They want victory outreach ministry in those parts of the world. And I remember making those altar calls. Every time I will run to the altar and I will say, God, send me. I go. Send me. I go. Send me. I go. And God said one day, no, you're not going to go. You're going to stay, but you're going to raise up men. You're going to raise up women that are going to go all over the world. And I believe that that was Pastor Steve's DNA. I believe that that came from a man of God that transmitted the calling, that transmitted the goods. Remember, look at the rock where you've been cut from. You are a man of God. You're a woman of God. You've been chosen to touch and to impact the nations of the world. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We're going to do a song. We're going to do a song. And from all over the place, just look deep into your heart. And allow the Holy Spirit to bring you here at the altar. Maybe God has been dealing with you before this sermon, before all this. And this is just a confirmation of what God wants to do in your life. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come from all over. Come on, come on. I want to pray for you. Give me that privilege. Give me that privilege. Give me that privilege. Come on.